What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Horror Academy podcast. And for this episode, we're going to be taking a look at another amazing director who brought us some of the most amazing films, Spider-Man Original Trilogy. And that is Sam Raimi. podcast all right <laughs> all right oh man sam raimi dude yeah i we have been looking forward to this one for a good while yep sam raimi like i mentioned he's created uh some of the most amazing works ever including that original spider-man trilogy which we grew up watching absolutely toby Maguire, man still still hands down my favorite yeah dude <laughs> i I don't know, man. It, it's, it's just the best. Yeah. It's the best one. Don't don't give a fuck what you think. Don't at me. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. Dude, Sam Raimi, dude, he, he's crazy good. Oh, also, guys, I know it's not Monday. Mm-hmm. This episode's not coming to you on Monday. Um, we had a little... Um, Bump on the road, if you will. How you say? <laughs> but, um, uh, but if you're watching or if you're listening to this like two years from now, then I guess this really doesn't matter to yeah. you. Uh, you know, you, you yeah. you're not waiting, right? 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 <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, we're we're doing a this is our director's cut episode. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Fifth, I think. Fifth installment. Right? Yeah. Man. To look back on the many weeks of uh, director's cut, man, that just takes you back, <laughs> <laughs> dude. And honestly, thinking about like the first episode, I don't think I even had Sam Raimi in mind for some reason, right? But he, technically, he's a horror master, right? Yeah, the dude makes weird ass horror movies weird that always turn out to be cult classics somehow yeah they're spectacular his vision for his movies and it's just very different and very raw in a sense right and uh yeah man i I definitely (laughs) consider him one of the one of the top guys in horror and i hope he continues his work in, in in horror uh yeah absolutely he brings something to the table that most directors don't and it's it's like it's his version of pushing the envelope, but in the most bizarre sense. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> like no other director would think to do it how he does, because like you have to be off your meds to think of the shit that Sam does. Yeah, honestly, like especially <laughs> with gore. Yeah, it's, it's literally his own style. <laughs> right, right. No, no one else does it that way because on paper it sounds silly as shit. Right, dude. Like, it's like, <laughs> no, we can't do that, man. That's like, sounds that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But he does it, and we love it. Yeah, he pulls it off so well. It's it's incredible. Uh, so we're gonna be taking a look at a couple different movies that explore this kind of level of his weirdness, um, and just you know we'll we'll take it from there. But before we get to that, we want to go into. Horror news. Horror news. What's going on? So in, in horror, what, man. What's, what's going on, you guys? Hey, what gives? <laughs> Earth 2 
Ah, oh, fuck. I didn't have anyone to reference that Earth to. Earth to listeners? Earth, Earth to listeners. It's <laughs> the lamest thing to say. <laughs> hey, Earth to Chris. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Don't ever fucking say that. <laughs> so, starting off with our first news today, um, as some of you have probably already heard, Zombieland 2 begins production in January, and they're looking to get an October 11th release date in 2019. Nice. Um, apparently, from from what the writers and directors are looking to do, are you know they're they're looking to explore what the zombie apocalypse will look like, you know, 10 years into it. Um, so so they're just gonna explore and develop that world. There's no. There hasn't been any official synopsis to what the plot will be, but you know we'll be you know rejoining our old pals, our old uh, favorite characters, and looking into what this world has become. So what do you what do you think about this new? I, I'm st- I'm stoked on it, man. Mm-hmm. Zombieland is one of those movies. I don't know, man. It, it just. It hits you in like the happy feels. Yes, you know what I mean. Right. It's a feel good comedy horror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched. I think it was three times in the theaters, dude. It was just so fun. Yeah. It was such a fun it's movie. It's a great, great watch. Yeah, dude. And the gore is spectacular. <laughs> I think it was Greg Nicotero. Right. Yeah, I think he, so too. Yeah. yeah. Who's obviously the, the dude from Walking Dead who does yeah. the gra- uh, the special effects? Yeah. But man, dude. And then the cast returning. Everything I asked for for the sequel, man. Yeah, dude. I can't imagine it picking up with a different cast. Yeah. That's just... that's something like straight to video. Yeah. <laughs> DVD, that's you know. just not something I'm interested in. No. Um, another thing we have for horror news, you guys. Lionsgate recently spoke yeah. of once again claiming the throne as the kings of horror. Right. If you guys remember in the early 2000s, you could not watch a horror film <laughs> without watching the Lionsgate logo, uh, logo <laughs> with the orange uh, color and the the like the barbed wire or something. Yeah, it was barbed wire, and it was also the what's it called? The oh, uh, gears. Yeah, the gears turning. <laughs> you would never be able to watch a movie, a horror movie, without that saw had it. Yeah, uh, dude, it, saw was like. That that that's what actually made me like a fan of Lionsgate yeah. was because they were heavily involved with horror. Right. Um. They the I think it was a chairman spoke out and said that they uh they understand like Blumhouse is now the the king of horror. Right. Uh. They want to reclaim that throne and they have I think it was three slashers in the works. We don't know anything about oh, them. Oh, perfect. And uh, another saw in the works. Oh fuck! Really? So they're, they're they're going at this hard. Yeah. And they're gonna try to beat Blumhouse. You know they're being serious now. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so. we we love competition in this area. Like, definitely hit us with what you got. Yeah, I'm a fan of. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of both. Yeah. Oh hell um, yeah, dude. So we'll see. We'll see where this battle goes. Yeah, and I'm stoked for it. Hopefully, they can start churning out some films here soon. Hell yeah, man. more slashers. More slashers. So we, we we've had a solid almost ten years of like haunted house movies. Yeah. Let's get in some slashers. You yeah. Guys. Let, let's let's switch gears. <laughs> Switching gears here, man. Uh, but yeah, we have that, and also uh, some more news in terms of the Child's Play remake or reboot uh we got aubrey plaza and brian tyree henry being cast in the film i guess aubrey plaza has now been uh cast as the mom 
So I guess he like we're pursuing Liv Tyler, and then we're like, ah, yeah, never mind. Let's go with Arvin Plaza. Come on, Liv. Yeah. Live a little. Live a little. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably gotten that her whole life. <laughs> I, like, I haven't heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, how, how do you feel about this reboot? Because I'm, I'm like, not that excited about I'm it. I'm not that stoked either. No. I'll tell you why, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss. <laughs> it's either going to be a colossal miss. Yeah. Or a uh, surprising surprise. <laughs> or it's going to be like a pleasant surprise. Nothing. Yeah. It's not going to be fantastic. Right. Like, it, it, it might turn some heads. Right. But it wouldn't be to the point where it's like, hey, go watch this movie. Do it. You'll, you will you won't regret it. I don't think it'll reach yeah. that level. I'll be the first to say, though, that if it's fantastic, I'm going to admit it right yeah. away. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But I feel... A huge reason, even if it is good, that it's going to be a miss, is because of uh, elitist horror fans. Mm-hmm. They're not. No matter what remake you do, no matter what how good it is, there's always going to be that negativity towards remakes. Right. Yeah. Um, which is something I hate, man. Just, <clears throat> if you love horror, love all of it, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's. Right, like easy, that's the best way to go about it because you have the most fun. Yeah, you enjoy everything. You're not just stuck in an era of horror because this was the golden era and right. fuck everything else. Like, Dude. get out of here, man. Get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, they're gonna be annoying as shit though. Those fucking people, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens. I think yeah. I think when the you know it, it, it it's it's released and the first few reviews come out if they're negative i i might just hold off on on watching it until i can watch it at home right but um i i might you know probably just check it out when it comes out just to see what what the big idea is <laughs> and what's the big idea <laughs> um to close out horror news train, train to, to busan, busan man Ooh. Fuck yeah. Well, it's not technically two. It's the American version. That's right. Of the, the Korean version. Right, right. So, um, James Wan has signed on to produce Train to Busan, American version. Mm-hmm. And people are, it's already mixed reviews. Like, people are like, oh, don't touch, don't touch it. It's already great yeah. as, it, as it is. But I see it just like uh, the wreck and quarantine situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Wreck. Right. And an equal fan of Quarantine. Quarantine. They were both great films. They were both fantastic. Yeah. And I feel like this can be the case for Train to Busan. Right. Um, especially with James Wan. Exactly. In, in the picture. Yeah. When when we first heard about this, uh, about our, our, an American uh, reimagination, I was like, dude, it's, it's gonna bomb because... The American people won't know, like these these producers won't know how, you know, they won't really get what made Train to Busan a great film in the first place. Right. So they'll be like, hey, lots of action, lots of blood, do that. It's like, no, 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 you're missing the whole point behind Train to Busan. But now with uh, James Wan added on to yeah. the to yeah. the ca- or not the cast but the production team, that is as good of hands as it can be. Right, exactly. You know, it's it's spectacular, and I'm fully on board now with, with this. I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I'm wondering who they're gonna have direct, but if right. it's if it's James Wan producing, it's not gonna be uh, some 
you know, bum. Right. It's going to be someone that, that's, that can handle it. Yeah. And uh, at this I, point, man, I'm just really stoked for the for the casting announce, announcements and whatnot. But I'm going to watch it. Please, please, please be rated R. <laughs> yes. Be yeah. rated R. James Wan. Don't let it be PG-13. This can be so great for us. Right. Oh, man. A rated R will be like that. And, and not only that. Twin, Train of Busan is getting a sequel mm-hmm. also. Yeah. It's not going to be part of the American version. They're just getting their own sequel. Exactly. Which uh, is, uh, well, it's going to be directed by the same guy who directed uh, the first one. It uh, looks like right now he's currently r- finishing the script to the, the actual sequel. And he's looking to get that released for next year. Uh, so that's exciting. So and we, we're going to see two. Yeah. Films. Two films, and uh, it's reported that the second one's going to be called Bando, which is uh, translated to Peninsula. Okay. With, and, and they're suggesting that in this one, we're going to be seeing the the virus take over the entire uh, Korean Peninsula. Oof. So we're going to be seeing that whole, like a whole new level. Right. Yeah. And that is so badass. So I'm excited to see both versions yeah, of this absolutely. like it's gonna be amazing absolutely. yeah um but that is going to wrap up horror news and this episode later and <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we go ahead and get into uh what this episode's really about uh we want to give a special shout out to one of our followers on instagram fear scale yes Thank you so much. We we see you liking our stuff. We really appreciate it, and uh, you know, thank you so much for, for giving us a follow. Um, everyone else, we 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 see you. We're 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 yeah, you know yeah. trying to catch up. You know, we, we definitely see you, and we support our uh, we we appreciate all the support that uh, our and, page is getting. And we want to support you guys back. So you guys follow Fear Scale on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They have pretty neat content on their page. Yeah, it's really so. it's really cool. They have like. Uh, uh, like they, they they do like the heart monitor kind right, of thing, right, and right. I think that's so cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Fear Scale, for the uh, the love and support. We really appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and go into the episode. I had no good segue to that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting off with uh, Drag Me to Hell. right? Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, and it's, uh, a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, though, a lot of people really, really have a profound hatred for it. <laughs> they either they either like like it, or they just absolutely despise it. Right, dude. <laughs> I I hated it the first time around, and I, I've told you guys before that this happens to me a lot with horror. Upon like a first watch, I will dislike a movie, yeah, and I'll revisit it years later, yeah. And I'll end up liking it. This happened again. Right. It dragged me to hell, dude. <laughs> I purchased it because I collect movies, obviously. But, um, yeah, man, I enjoyed it. Yeah. What, what, what do you think the, of Drag Me to Hell, man? So, as soon as I finished watching this movie, my first thought was, what the fuck is this movie? What the fuck did I watch? <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing on the planet, dude. I've never seen anything like this. It was, like, it had comedic elements, but it was disturbing, and it was, at times, scary, but I'm like, wait! (laughs) Dude, and 
like like you said, the, the comedy is is pretty significant throughout the movie. Yeah. But the content is so dark. Right. The content is so evil and dark and kind of just really fucked up. And then you add all of that comedy, the ridiculous special effects with the gore and Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> you had Justin Long to the mix. I was thinking that this movie was like uh, Justin Long's character from accepted Bartleby <laughs> when but, like, but when he grew up <laughs> like five years after five years after and like all his hopes and dreams just went down the toilet yep, damn, <laughs> this dude. is exactly that yep but no this movie was mad weird dude and uh I thought it was fun but it was just so weird I I wouldn't watch it again for reasons that we'll get into but it's definitely you should definitely watch it at least once right it's, you know yeah I, I agree um well for me I I will revisit this film from time to time mm -hmm. um, just because it's just that weird and it's kind of fun <laughs> to watch but um, it's definitely one of those movies you you, you have to watch you, exactly you, you got to see it yeah you can't you can't not, not skip all, it yeah not only like because you're a horror fan but because sam raimi put work into this yeah and we cannot disappoint sam raimi right that's true we have to be loyal to him and watch whatever he puts out yep so get to it but this movie had a budget of $30 million, and it did gross $90.8 million. It's a win. A win's yeah, a win. Exactly, exactly. So it, it didn't do bad at all. Uh, of course, we have uh, Allison Lohman as lead Christine Brown. We got Justin Long as Professor Clay Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> dude, it's like... <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, too, dude. And Insidious, when he's like... In the further looking for Dalton, yeah. the way he says Dalton is D A L and then mm. <laughs> Dalton. It's D. He says D A L. He he says doll, and then the sound goes mm. <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> Dalton, dude, he legit. <laughs> oh, Patrick Wilson. <laughs> he in um in Watchmen. There's a scene where he's I think staring at a, his suit in a case, and you see his bare naked ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we also have Lorna Raver as Mrs. Sylvia Ganoush. Just for, just for your information as well. Um, but, uh, well, we follow this woman. She's very nice. She's very polite. Her name is Christine. Yes. She's a loan officer and shit, and she's like, mm, I've got to get that promotion. So she's right. trying to get that promotion. Right. And she's uh, up against this prick who... Who we all know at our own workplaces. Exactly. So when boss is like, hey, Christine... Can you go get me a sandwich of something? And she's like, fine. And then he's like, hey, yeah, me too. And uh, no special sauce. And she's like, all right. Okay, dude. I, I got so pissed at that. Oh, dude. I got so mad. You know, so, like, I understand, like, when you're trying to get a promotion, like, you have to, like, you have to kiss like, ass. Kiss ass and bite your tongue a lot. Yeah. But in situations like that, dude, mm -mm. if you're outspoken, it actually works in your favor. Right, right. Like, actually, I'm just getting 
Mr. Whatever Sandwich, you can order your own. I'm going to go now. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, that's exactly what I would have done. I'm like, right. look, I'm not... Yeah, hey, I, <laughs> I, I'm not anyone's like... Yeah, hey, I'm not that guy. <laughs> you think I'm that guy, but I'm not that guy. I, I, I know you want me to be that guy, but I'm <laughs> not. I, I can't be that guy. I can't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly how we would handle that. Yeah. And, uh, right, and then... Uh, the the old woman who I I just said her name two minutes ago and then I my mind was like forget it so I just completely forgot what her name was Ganoush Ganoush yeah that lady she comes in she's like hey may I please get a <laughs> somebody <laughs> please get me an extension <laughs> on her like mortgage or whatever right and she's the most grotesque human on the planet absolutely. And yeah. of course we have Christine, who's or yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was her character name or actress name, but we have Christine, who is like, we've already kind of gave you like two extensions, so I can't really do much. And she's like, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of something, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what was it, dude? It was a cartoon, I, right? Yeah, I can't remember, man. But like that, like shaking voice. <laughs> Might have been something from SpongeBob, maybe. Yeah, something <laughs> probably. Like that. Pro- hey, hey, probs, man. Probs, man. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Christine goes to her boss and is like, "Hey, what the fuck do I do?" Well, Christine, you're up for assistant manager, so I think you should figure this out. And Christine's like, "Hey, uh, Miss Lady, I we can't do it." And her reaction after that, like the the lady's reaction, it sums up. Customer service entirely well. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, please do tell what occurs. So, tell this lady. Yeah. Tell this Ganoush. Also, don't have... <laughs> <laughs> don't have that be your name. Huh? <laughs> hey, if you change your name, I wouldn't be saying this. People will respect you more. <laughs> Bonus. Backed on it, huh? <laughs> dude. She flips out, Bro. and it's embarrassing. Yeah, dude. It's first she begs. Yeah, every all eyes on her like she's Tupac, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets angry. Yeah, and uh, please, please go into detail, Chris. So she like gets on her knees and she's grabbing Christine's. Uh, skirt, not in a sexual way. She's just trying to beg for her, and she's like, "Please, Mrs. Ganoush, and not here, not the time." And she's like, "Please, I beg of you." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no!" And then that's when she like gets on up on the table, I think, or no, she like charges at her. Yeah. Christine falls back, and the security's like, "Hey, hey, hey, not here, Miss Lady." And then you know, pretty much she tells her, she's like, "Hey, you did not give me that extension." I may have been in the wrong because I haven't paid my mortgage in the past how lo- however long since I asked for two extensions two in the past. Two extensions and uh, your policy clearly states that I will not have more extensions. But you are in the wrong. Yeah. And now, since you didn't give me an extension on something I will live through, you shall now have to burn in hell for eternity. Yeah. So, uh, fuck you. And that's... There you go. That... You guys think we're overreacting, but no, no, that that is that's customer little, service. That's customer service. Yeah, exactly. If if we didn't have the luxury of 
speaking on the phone with these people. Mm-hmm. And it was always in person. Yeah. We'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> or they'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that's that's that is how that works. Um, a lot of the times customers will be like, Hey, I know that I fucked up, but in reality, the company fucked up. And us as representatives, we're like, right. no, this is why. It's like talking to a wall, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, that's the life of a representative. <laughs> <laughs> that kicks off the story, man. Yeah. And going back to the opening scene, we have this family rushing into the kid and shit. And he's like, eh, por favor, he has a necklace and he's, he's cursed. And the lady's like, I got this. No, no, no worries. Uh, she doesn't have this. The kid falls down, uh, you know, to the floor, second floor to the to the first, and then the the floor beneath him just opens up to the pits of hell. Yeah, you know where Valak came from. Exactly from that the, uh, the Abbey of Saint Carta. Right, they were in the Abbey of Saint Carta, <laughs> <laughs> and he like like arms come and grab him, and he's just screaming, "Ayúdame, ayúdame!" Which for some reason when like supernatural or scary things happen to like Mexicans in movies <laughs> like we understand it more and we like this is more real <laughs> <laughs> this shit happens yeah there we go I'm terrified <laughs> also like the, it surprised me the first time I watched it I'm like man they really showed a kid get dragged into hell yeah damn dude right dude <laughs> so eventually you know back back to what ap- what happens after Miss Ganoush freaks out? Right. You know, Christine's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go home." She goes into her car and she sees like the I think Mrs. Ganoush's car parked ahead, and she it, it kind of looks like it's her silhouette inside, but right, you yeah, can't yeah. really tell. And you see this handkerchief kind of fly around, mystic like and shit. And uh, Christine just kind of watches it like she's got nothing better to do. You can go home. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the part where I thought was fucking like dumb <laughs> was that the the handkerchief like flies down uh, behind the hood and then flies up into the windshield and she like startles she's like ah she she screams right and then you know it flies her around the car and she like travels or she she watches it travel behind the car and she looks in the back seat and Mrs. Ganoush is there and she kind of like leans in from the darkness and you know what Christine does she goes. And I'm like, not two seconds ago. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up, bitch. Not two seconds ago, you gave a shout, a quick shout, ah, to a handkerchief, shift, handkerchief, on your windshield. You're right. I never noticed that till right now until you saying that. She totally did. Yeah. And, and then it's like, wait, I'm less startled now that there's a human <laughs> trying to kill me in my car. Right, dude. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's what? not... because of accepted again. <laughs> per use. Per, per use. I know you guys probably haven't even seen it yet, but yeah. you, you will always make accepted references. Absolutely. <laughs> dude, that oh, shit's hilarious. Dude. <laughs> but, uh, 
I wanted to talk about that fight that she has with the old lady. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was so fucking brutal. And, dude, <laughs> I know, dude. It was like it was comical, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, oh shit. Because there's a level of danger that's present, dude, and you're absolutely. like, oh shit. And not, not only is like there's danger, but it's like it, it taps into your germaphobe uh, brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes you realize, that, man, that's disgusting. Not only are, you, are she trying to kill me, like I don't want to touch you. Like right. in like in most like horror films, like if it's like uh, Ghostface, mm-hmm. he's trying to kill you. That's the terror. That's it. Right. It's not gross. There's nothing nasty. Like you can, yeah. you, can you can touch, touch him. You right. can touch this person and like fight him off. With right. No problem. Right. But this old lady, you're trying to have her not kill you and also not, <laughs> not touch you. Like, mm, get away! Get away! Get away! <laughs> I was like, mm, no, get away! <laughs> <laughs> but like at one point, she like slobbers on her. She tries biting her chin uh, and like her dentures aren't in. And, like, dude, she's just, like, gnawing. She's just gnawing on her chin and, like, all the saliva and Uh, the the little squeaky sounds of her. Oh, dude. (laughs) Dude, it's nasty. It's disgusting. And, like, Allison, the the actress, had was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Let's do it. Sam, like, pulled her aside, like, hey, so she's going to, you know. Right. On this, your chin. This real life woman. It's not a prop. It's a real life woman. She's going to do that. You know, uh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I knew what I signed up for. You sure about this? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> she fuck? She walks away. She's like, God, she's doing it. <laughs> you guys, she's doing it. Pay up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't even part right. of the script. <laughs> Oh, Sam. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but th- this movie, however, had way too many jump scares. Yeah. So much that I was like, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it, was, it was so irritating to me. A little bit. Like, it just, it kind of it kind of killed it for me. And I'm like, ah, no. No. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, we have that that like presence, and I forget what it's called. What the fuck is it called? But it's that demon that's kind of going after her and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we are kind of exposed to its shadow, and the shadow is like chasing after her. Right. And that's actually that was terrifying. To yeah. Watch. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Absolutely. Because that's, like, the kind of shit that we actually fear. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a spirit coming after you and, like, exactly. no, no thanks. And there's a scene where she's in her home by herself and she was getting chased by this this thing. She closes the door of her bedroom and underneath the door you see, like, the light streaming in. And you see the shadows of two fucking hooves. Oh. Dude. Dude, that was one of my favorite scenes, dude. That it's- was intense ah uh, that shit's so evil dude right that shit's so evil man like the hands stretched it through and like ah uh, dude that was fucking insane first of all insane. hooves dude <laughs> hooves why are hooves so terrifying right is it because we know that's what the devil's feet look like or maybe because we only saw two so it says that like it was a sheep standing in two legs and that's terrifying by itself yeah, that that alone <laughs> that alone is so scary we're boffing that chain hey, hey sheep feet. hey goat 
walk on all fours. Yeah, what are you, some animal? <laughs> what are you, a human? <laughs> what are you, a girl or something? <laughs> so, pretty much after her fight scene uh, with the old woman, she rips off a button from her jacket and is like, I curse the object and give it back to you. And that's why she's getting haunted. And um, she, she speaks with this like psychic guy who kind of tells her, hey, this is the demon that's chasing you. Here's how you defeat it. And uh, here's a recipe for some homemade brownies. Go, go do you. Yep. And pretty, pretty much he eventually tells her like, hey, you know, you're the owner of this button, you know. So what if you just gave it to someone else? And she's like, well, what if I gave it to a dead person? Because she found out that Miss Ganoush died. Yeah. And when she went to the funeral, oh. dude, oh. Oh. that was straight oh. up Scary Movie 3. Yeah. It was bad, but also very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. it yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it up until the part where Miss Ganoush's body was on top of her. And then, like, it green slime thing oh yeah yeah that, that was like the most Sam Raimi thing ever too yeah <laughs> like her body falls on top of her and like her corpse at this like house with all her family's there and all of this green goo just pours out of um, Ganusha's mouth yeah all over her face and mouth and I'm just like <gasps> <laughs> also, but also when she stood up yeah she was dry. Did she, really? She was completely dry. What the fuck? She was dry. Like, nothing was on her face. That's nothing. annoying. Yeah. You didn't just, like, quickly wipe away before. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what yeah. the fuck? But she she died. So that that's why Christine was like, hey, can I return this button to her so that she could rot in hell? Right. And the guy was like, hey, that's a crazy-ass idea, but try it. Here, here's the part where I thought it was funny. So he says, uh, yeah, like, you can do it. Like, you can give it to her. And then she says, to him, like, in, like when they're in the same room, he says, or she says, uh, oh, I'm not just going to give it to her. And then it cuts to her driving to the funeral, and she says, I'm going to stick it down her fucking throat. And I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Did she, like, stop that sentence, turn around, walk away, and left the guy like, wait, what? And she just walked in her car... And started driving, holding her breath the whole time. <laughs> or she finished the sentence <laughs> and then just, and then just repeated again. the last part of the sentence. <laughs> but that would mean, so she goes, you know, I'm not just going to give it to her. I'm going to stick it down her fucking throat. All right, all, all the best to you. And she goes into her car and she's driving. <laughs> and she remembers, man, that was so badass the way I said that. <laughs> no, I'm just going to give it to her. Stick it down her fucking throat. Ooh. <laughs> Man, it was so badass how he said that back there. <laughs> Repeats it out loud to herself. <laughs> it's funny because that's what we all do. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh fuck. So she ends up doing that. She, uh, she digs up her grave. And it's raining and shit. Like, before this, real quick, she's with Just Long's character, beautiful Mr. Clayton. And uh, she has the button in an envelope. The car brakes really 
hard and then she like drops it like oh fuck she picks it right back up like oh, never mind i got it so fast forward she's in the grave and uh it's raining it's like the most ridiculous scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man so it's raining and uh she sticks the envelope into mrs ganusha's mouth like the corpse and uh there's this, it, the camera turns to face uh, Christine from, like, like a lower angle. And I was like, that's actually badass. Like, a yeah. badass shot of her yeah. in, like, the overcast sky. Yeah. It was so badass. Um, and then, like, right after that, she tries to climb out. And then she can't because it's, like, the mud and everything. So it's like, oh, the, that badass moment lasted for, like, two seconds. It's fine. And Mrs. Ganusha's body, like, like <laughs> floats right. yeah. in the thing. It's It's the weirdest thing, but, like... Only Sam Raimi could have thought of that. Right. It was. It was. It was just so Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like her face touched was against hers again. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like she's always Dude, encountering the grossest shit. She's like Mrs. Gan- her face is a Miss Ganoush magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude. Seriously. Yeah. It was fucking insane. Um. But. Uh, yeah. I mean, they ended up having this whole like final battle thing. In the um, this huge room and shit, with that clairvoyant lady who was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and the goat. And the goat and psychic. So bizarre because that fucking goat like has a more distinct face. Right. Because it's like a demon now, right, right, and it's, right. it's the weirdest fucking thing. But yeah, I mean, great scene. Like they kick a lot of ass, and uh, it's it's just so. It is. It has a lot of Evil Dead elements to it yeah that yeah. fucking scene dude it was it was so badass uh but uh you know after after she puts the button in miss ganusha's mouth she's like hey the curse is over um i'm lifted i'm good so she's like hey uh justin long i'm gonna go see you at the train station yeah that's where that's where we're gonna do it and she goes by and she sees a new coat she's like damn this yeah, coat's so badass get this new coat. i'm gonna get this fucking shit so she gets it, and then she's like, hey, Justin Long... <clears throat> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets this coat, she goes up to Justin Long, like, hey, Justin Long, it's me, it's your girlfriend, I'm with this new coat, look. Well, oh, man, I'm, I wish you had your old coat, because guess what I found? And he Ooh, has the envelope. The envelope with the button. With the button. And when I saw that first scene where she drops it and yeah. like tries to pick it up, I'm like... You're not about to kill off my man here, right, Justin? Like, don't right. fucking do this yeah. shit to me. And I thought that was gonna happen because he held it out, and he's like, "Yeah." And I thought, does that technically mean she gave it to him? Like, I hope not, because she didn't really do any profession to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. she didn't profess I, I thought it. when he pulled it out, like as soon as he was like, "Cause I found this," he was gonna be dragged to hell right in front of her. Right, right. And I was like, "Oh." But that's not happening. Exactly. So right before he got that, she was kind of telling him, hey, um, that whole thing that happened at the very beginning of the movie that caused this whole mess, I could have said yes. I could have given Miss Ganush an extension on her mortgage. And I thought, wow, so much of this could have been avoided. But she she kind of came to terms with taking on responsibility for what she did. And then that's when he's like, oh, well, great. So guess what I found? And then she's like, No. no. This no, can't be. No. no. First of all, planet can shock me enough to for me to walk backwards oh. knowing there's railroad yeah. behind <clears throat> me at like a 
six foot drop. Right. There's nothing on the planet that would shock me that much. No. Where I would look at it and then take steps back knowing exactly what's behind me. Right. And me just fall on railroad tracks. <laughs> yeah. I would have maybe lost power to my legs and right. then just like you dropped. Could, you, you take a knee. Yeah. Or you just like, you put your hands on your on your head, you turn around and you start pacing back and forth. Right. You don't just, no, no. no I mean, take <laughs> 10 steps back and fall on my ass. Like, yeah. Like, that's not a thing that happens, by the way. Yeah. But she does it yep. for whatever reason. And, uh, dude, Justin Long's performance as she's doing that was so, like, it it was, uh, it, it tugged at me, dude. Yeah, yeah. He was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, drops. And the train is coming. And he's just kind of on the platform, like, Christine. And the train, like, right before it gets to her, the the floor the ground opens up yeah the train you know flies over her and he can see through like the 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 railing that she's getting dragged in and she's like help me and that's dude that's so hard to listen if that was like someone you loved like screaming like like, help me you can't help them right and like even like he he physically couldn't because the train was in his way he couldn't even not try even, to get close to her. Even, not even close. Yeah. And, like, and, uh, dude. And then you see that final shot of him, like, watching her disappear. And his, his eyes just, like, red with, like, emotion and, like, yeah. wa- like watery. Like, he just, in unbelief and just kind of yeah. just torture at this point. Right, dude. Like, who is going to believe him at this point? Right. Like, officer, please, my girlfriend, she's on the bottom. Like, she's in hell. Help. Help. <laughs> Ow. All right, wise guy. <laughs> right. All right, Mister. How much have you had to drink? But um, yeah, man. And then, uh, well, that's where you get the title of the movie. Drag me. Drag to me hell. to hell. Also, literally. drag me to hell is, a, is quite a statement to make. And she clearly didn't want to go there. Right. So why would why would she ever say drag me to hell? Right. It should it should have been called dragged to hell. <laughs> Drug to hell? Drug? No. <laughs> that just sounds like a really bad, like, junkie film. Drug to hell? <laughs> like, someone's just super coked out. <laughs> Dude, I'm drugged to hell. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this, um, not this episode, guys, but the film, uh, Drag Me to Hell, go watch that. Like I said, you know, it's uh, you got to at least watch it once or five times if you really like it. But uh, I mean, we we recommend it for a good for a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna go into a, a, a banger of a film that's not quite as weird as Drag Me to Hell, if right. at all. This is Thirty Days of Night, which is, by the way, not an opinion, <laughs> stating facts here. The greatest, greatest, you, you heard me right, the greatest vampire film in existence. Right. And no, 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 you don't have to adjust your headphones or the volume. No, yeah, yeah. You heard correctly. You heard correctly. Are you thinking to yourself, but what about the Underworld movies? What about the Blade movies? What about Twilight? Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 30 Days a Night is clearly a far superior <clears throat> Vampire flick, because it kind of just kicks ass. Yeah, 
it kicks all of the asses. Yeah. Like, if there's 20 asses, it wouldn't miss one. And then if it's out of asses, it's going to kick some knees in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and if you guys are wondering, but wait, Sam Raimi didn't direct this. You're right. But shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was produced by Sam Raimi, so, so it still it's, qualifies. Yes, yeah, his work. Exactly. He did have a hand to it. Um, and you're wondering, well, then who did direct it? Well, that is David Slade uh, who directed this film. So props no, to him. Not David Spade. No, no, no. But this movie came out in 2007. And it was based on a comic book miniseries. Uh, you know, with the, the same same name and all that. Yeah. Had a budget of $30 million, and it did grow $75.5 million. Still uh, not bad. A win's a win. Yeah, it made more than twice the budget. Yep. So that's perfect. Um, we have Josh motherfucking Harnett. Bro, be in more movies. Yeah, dude. Like, I wanted him to be in so many things, but he he has... I guess intentionally try to stay out of the spot, like out of Hollywood for like his own personal reasons and stuff. Yeah. And uh, like, I totally get it, but it's like, oh, man, you're such the, a fine actor. It, it, yeah, it's crazy because he, he like, he's so, be- he's such a beloved actor. Yeah. Everything he, he's done that I've seen, I've loved. Right, right. Dude, he was, he was, had a, had a part in the Halloween franchise. He was in Pearl Harbor, which is fantastic. But one of the greatest war films yeah. Done. Right next to uh, Saving Private Ivan. Which, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Saving Private Ivan. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, which is the greatest greatest military film of all time. Yeah. Shut up, fucker. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Josh Hartnett, man, he, he kicks so much ass in this movie. And he's such an amazing actor. And he's just like, I don't know, I just like looking at him in movies. He just yeah. has this weird look. Kind of like Nick Cage. Oh, you know, yeah. You just like looking at him, dude. Right, you know right, what I mean? yeah. I dude, I feel the same way. Dude. I'm like, yeah. Every time it was on screen, I'm like, yes, yeah, badass, badass. I like you in this. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Josh Hartnett as Sheriff Evan Olsen, and the entire time I was watching this movie, I'm like, Evan, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're saying a B. They gotta be saying a B. <laughs> uh, we got Melissa George as Stella Olsen, who is in this film, his, I guess, separated wife. Estranged. Estranged wife. Uh, we've also got uh, Manu Bennett. Oh, dude. Okay, so people don't understand why I love Man- Manu Bennett so much, man. Yeah. Even though, like, in 30 Days of Night, he didn't kick as much ass as I wanted him to when I first watched yeah. it. Yeah. But, dude, Manu Bennett mm-hmm. is such a class act. Yes. And such a spectacular actor. And he, he's one of those... Like, people, you just want to see in badass roles. Right. He was a uh, Crixus in Spartacus, which is fantastic. And he was a... Uh, Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson. In the Arrow TV show. Which he did spectacular on. Yeah, it was so fucking badass. And just side note, I think all this talk about uh, God of War being turned into a movie, Manu Bennett should be Kratos. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. Yes, dude, that guy is a beast, <laughs> dude, man. Honestly, yeah, Holy dude. shit. And uh, we also have Ben Foster as the stranger, uh, the yeah. lead vampire yes. cult leader. Who was a uh, lead? Who was a uh, striker in? Uh, yeah, that's right. In one of the X Men ones. Uh, X Men Origin, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
damn, I was like, where did I see this guy before? And like, yeah, that's where. He was a striker. But this guy, as the main uh, antagonist, was a spectacular choice, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, he, fuck. Because he's like this, like, he's a big dude. Yeah. And he, like, him, like, especially, like, the, the, the vampire makeup they had for, right. like, the look that they gave these vampires for this movie was so evil-looking, almost demonic. Yeah. That look, like, he pulled it off really well. Yes. And he looked very imposing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, like, he just pulled it off so well, and as soon as he came on stage, or, yeah, on stage, like, his, his face... Had this like sense of evil confidence to him. Yeah, he was like, "I know that you're my meal, and uh, I know you're terrified, but." And he he gave off such a, a like a vibe like how he's just disgusted at at, at anything that's below him. Yeah, like, he was dude. very like cocky. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, There's so much weight to his I character. Know, it was crazy, dude. It was so badass. But uh, th- this movie, like, the first thing that really stands out to me is this rich, dark cinematography that it has. Oh, dude. It's so, it's so clean. It's clean. You, I love movies where you can practically feel the weather. Right, and this dude. And is, this is one of those movies. Yes. There's very few movies that can pull that off. Like, like for example, Disney's Holes. Yeah, I felt the heat. <laughs> I felt how hot that movie yeah. was. Um, Thirty Days of Night did a spectacular job of making it feel cold, cold as like, fuck. Like, because when I'm in a movie, dude, yeah. when I'm in the movie, I'm an actor, guys. <laughs> when I'm watching a movie, I get immersed into the story, right? And I start to think like, what, what are they feeling? Like how how what's happening? Yeah, and they were, they were freezing. This is Alaska, right? Yeah, Alaska, dude. It was freezing. It must have been. Right and like it, the color, the shade they chose for the film, everything—it oh, just spectacular, yeah. dude. Yeah. I fucking loved it so much, and I really did enjoy the performance by Josh and Melissa because they were the most weighted actors on there, right? With yeah. more of a storyline to them, and they they chose really great people to uh, portray that, right? Absolutely. You know, they're pretty much these uh, uh, this married couple who haven't you know, really been close and they've, they're estranged or separated. And right off the bat, there's a scene where Josh gets a call from, or I'm sorry, that's not his name. Eben gets a call from uh, Stella. And uh, there's just this tone in his voice that kind of suggests he doesn't want to talk to her. He's upset. And you can kind of tell from that conversation, like, oh, they, they don't have a good relationship. And I really like that because... They didn't outright say it. They didn't say, "Oh well, me and uh, Stella have a bad relationship." They 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 showed it, right. and that's what you got to do in, in in films. You got to show, not tell. That's spectacular story writing. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. I think we might have mixed up Ben Foster with Danny. Houston. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah that's what I'm, I was just thinking. Danny Houston, I think that's the guy we're that's talking about. That's the guy we're talking about. Ben Foster was the guy that came into the bar and the yeah, movie. yeah. No, nothing to drink, nothing to eat. <laughs> his weird ass voice. Yeah. Also, though, his acting is also spectacular. Dude, his, his yes. Every time he talked, dude, I was like, say more things he, to me. He's so good. Like, yeah. He's, and I, I, he's one of those actors that I've seen 
in other movies we can't pinpoint it? Uh, X Men: The Last Stand and The Punisher. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he is in The Punisher. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but we, we were referring to Danny Huston who played Marlo, right? The, the main villain. Sorry, guys, that was unprofessional of us. <laughs> Not that we give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you'll notice. <laughs> but um, also, I wanted to briefly talk about Mark Boone Jr. Who's in it? Yes. Dude, he, everything he's in <laughs> is is so dope. Yeah. He was all right. So he was in Sons of Anarchy. He's he's been in well, Thirty Days a Night, and he just kind of pops up in like random movies. He's never yeah. like this like huge character, right? Exactly. But he, he's such a badass at being a supporting cast. Yes, dude. He did a great job in this film. And the thing about him is that every time I see him on screen. All I can think about is that scene in Too Fast Too Furious where he has that Help! rat. Help! Help! <laughs> <laughs> what, what, like falafel? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I, picked, I, I can only think of that scene where he has that rat in his on his belly, and he's got that. Uh, and they, they put the torch on the on the bucket. bucket yeah, oh. and he's like, and the guy is like. Uh, you know, in intense heat, uh, rats will, you know, do whatever they can to get out. And that means going south. And it's like, oh, fuck, dude. dude That's some yeah. crazy torture <laughs> shit. That is creative as hell. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he was a great addition to this, to Absolutely. this cast. I, I thought I it was lo- so I good. Him, man. I yeah. Him. And that's all. That's it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we have this this huge cult this whole colony of vampires who come into this alaskan town when it goes into a month of darkness right and I, which is a real thing by the way yeah and i kind of want to check check that out see right? how crazy i get you know what i mean right. <laughs> i can't take it anymore <laughs> where's the sun <laughs> and they come out uh and they kind of start showing their presence little by little. And it isn't until the lead vampire was like, what the hell's his name? Marlo. Marlo, that's right, that's right. He's like, we should fuck up everyone here now. <laughs> and, what do you guys say? <laughs> what say you? I. 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 <laughs> And uh, fuck up everyone they did because they, they dude slaughtered everyone, dude. Dude, it was it was literally a blood fest. Yeah, there was so much death in this movie, which it made it was just spectacular to watch. Man. It was chaotic. It was a slaughter. Yeah, and it was it was so it made you feel so helpless, like especially like thinking if I'm stuck in this town, dude. Like, right. what am I going to do? Yeah, dude. Like, they smell people. Right. <laughs> you know oh, what I my mean? gosh. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> dude. That's so terrifying. And my, my, me being chubby and whatnot, I'm probably super sweet to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I have more blood than the regular person, man. That's right. I think I would have, uh, you know, they, they had they they had access to weapons. Right. So I would have gotten like a, a clip and just kinda lined it up right and had like a string right under like right behind it and kinda lit that on fire so that as the flame kinda works its way through, it heats up the bullets so they're like they, they the bullets themselves would kinda pop out. Start shooting and the vampire would be like, Oh, there's a guy over there and then they go, and then lo and behold, they go into my trap, 
which is a UV light. And they're like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I would have done. And then that would have worked one time. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) The other 40 vampires are are after you now. Yeah. And uh, that that wouldn't have worked out very well. (laughs) Dude, that skinny vampire. Which one? There's like 20. The tall one with the long face. The guy that looks like Joel from Dodgeball? Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say he looked like the Matrix guy from Grandma's Boy. <laughs> the same guy. Yeah. Dude. Oh, He looks shit. just like him. Yeah. Not nerdy. Dude, they all looked weird. Because I couldn't tell if they were Asian or not. That was just the look they gave him. Like, yeah. That's like, that's just how the vampires looked. Right. And it was pretty badass. It was it very was. different, dude. And like, it, and it looked scary. Yeah, it gave it a look of like a mystery. Like, you don't look like a human. Right. We're terrified of you now. Yeah. And so that, that worked out really well. But that uh, scene where they were massacring the town, it was this aerial shot. And you saw like all the details and it was so intense, dude, because it's a it's a war. Yeah. And yeah. the townspeople were so unprepared. And I'm like, dude, like you saw a vampire slash and just a spray of blood yeah. sloshing on the snow. And I'm like, oh, holy fuck. That was so, such a spectacular shot, dude. I There's thought a lot it was of good. severed limbs in this movie. There is, isn't there? Like, <laughs> holy fuck. Dude. Heads flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I, what I, from what I remember... Is just the aerial shot of the snow and just like splatters of blood literally everywhere. Right. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, it was it was like when the Fire Nation attacked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly like that. Um, but uh, we, we follow Eben and uh, Stella with a few surviving Alaskan townspeople. And, uh, dude, there's this scene where they were in the attic. And one of the the guys had a father there who was this kind of senile old man. Yeah, 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 like Alzheimer's or some shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, that situation sucks, man. Bro, like... Because it's not his fault. Yeah. But he needs to shut up. Yeah, dude, right. There's a scene where he legit goes downstairs from the attic and uh, he's kind of calling up like, Hey, we're we're going now. We're going to get your... Bring your mother. And, like, they come down, like, hey, shut the fuck up. But you got to think, like, what would you do? Like, my first thing is, like, we got to kill him because there's right. nothing else to do. But, but that's just my first thought. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. Hold, take a second. That is the first thought. But then you think, like, what if this is over in five hours? Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. You don't want to fucking the miss. Right. <laughs> but that's so terrifying because you, you can't kill him. But... He's got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's just so hard to uh, to kind of balance out. Um, but eventually they, they kind of start, you know, exploring the town, just kind of trying to get from one place to the next, thinking of where they would be the safest. And Eben comes across this, this guy. His name's John Reese in the film, who... He's the guy whose wife was just snatched from the window. Yeah, he yeah. He went to the kitchen, and the last thing he sees of her is her flying from the window. Yeah. And he runs out, tries to grab her. Dude, that scene is so terrifying, dude, because he had his wife, like, hugging her from, like, the shoulders. Yeah. Under the, under the house, and he, she just, like, flies out of his reach. And I'm like, dude, I can't imagine being in that situation. There, there's, there's no, at no point in your life will you ever stop blaming yourself for something like that. Yeah. Dude, like, that's what, so scary. Like, 
technically speaking, you have no excuse. Like, you were holding her. Right, right. Like, what, the whole world's going to be like, well, it was vampires. Like, no one's going to believe that, first of all. Exactly. Um, I would beat the fuck out of myself dude, if that happened to me, dude. Yeah. Can you, you imagine, dude? Like, that's crazy, Like, crazy. How, how weak you felt right. not being able to save her. Right. That's so sad, man. But we that's the last we see of him until Evan comes around and he sees him under the under his house and he like he helps him up and everything is like hey john you you, you good man you all right and that's when he sees that he's fucking his eyes are dark yeah and like his teeth like are sharp and he like backs up and i thought that was so brilliant because it's such a slow burning yeah moment where john is coming after him all of a sudden like i'm so hungry and it's like okay okay well let's get you some something to eat man <laughs> dude he comes after him he gets tangled up in the swings yeah and you got evan who grabs the axe and just like he had to dude he had to there's no other way around it he's one of them now you're one of them <laughs> You're not one of us. <laughs> but not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and I thought that was so sad. Like, he had to kill this man who... He he probably knew outside of, you right. know, of yeah, all yeah, this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... That's <laughs> that's the vampire apocalypse for you. Eventually, they, they go to this convenience store, packing up on food and shit. And, uh, Dude, the baby vampire? The little girl? The little girl. That was kind of annoying to me a little bit. But I was like... Her screech? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit, shut up, shut up. <laughs> right, dude? So they're getting cookies and shit to survive off of. And, like, one of the girls, like, tells this guy, is like, she's like, yeah, we, we can't just survive off of this. And uh, he's like, yeah, I promised my wife I wouldn't be living off cookies and shit. Well, look at you now, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> He went back on his word. Yeah. And how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> they find this little girl who is now a vampire. And she says, I'm done with this one now. Anyone want to play? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. you... You, you, you're probably a vampire for maybe an hour. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how, how do you know you're that badass already? <laughs> right. You can't know you're that badass right, already. Right, dude. You, that's not... What? Like you just accept that you drink blood now? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's like a, a whole long process of you having to accept the fact that Exa you must live off of blood now. Yeah, you're yeah. You're so conscious. Right. Like, like you, you don't... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> but but yeah, and then she goes after them. They have this huge fight until Eben and I believe it's uh, uh, our old man there, Carter, who grab her by the arms and like pin her to the wall. And then you got uh, Jake with the axe, and he just like, Ouch. and uh, and he remembered that scene. In signs where Mel Gibson tells Joaquin Phoenix, swing away, and he swung away. <laughs> <laughs> and he chops into her head, or like her neck, and it's like, so fucking brutal, dude. I know. They showed this dude, kid uh, die. Know, badass, like, though. whoa. Uh, the, the heavy use of blood in this movie was oh, dude. so fun, man. They, they did not hold back. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, that scene where that girl, the, 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 the bait, was walking through the middle Yo. of the town. 
Dude, that scene was amazing. It was brutal. Like, you can see her kind of calling out for help, and the vampires uh, are on the rooftops. And, by the way, I liked how this movie never really, like, uh, angled it so that, you know, it's it's blatantly obvious that the right. vampires are, are there. Right. They're just kind of like, hey, here's the shot, and there's the vampires in the background. You know, they're right. always you'll, blurred. You'll see one, like, in the distance, like, in the corner of right. house walking... Like yeah, but they're not like it, the camera's never angled in a way so right. it's like hey, by the way, look over there. Right. It's just like it's just there, and I thought that was so spectacular because they realize hey, the audience is smart enough to real uh, to know that there's probably right. something else out there. And this this is when we get this spectacular line from Marlo. Oh yeah, because 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. she's trying to yeah. she's being a bait. No one comes out to help her because they realize this. And uh, that's when she sees him, and she's like, "Please, there's nobody left," please and God. Uh, please God. And he, dude, he looks up to the sky and mocks like <laughs> he, he like frowns, like mm, no one there, and then leans into her. No God, bro. <laughs> that like that sense of like hopelessness and yeah. just just emptiness and just you you are. Living in pure fear, right, dude? That moment that you're you're practically dead. Yeah, is you feel nothing but cold fear, right, dude? And you just sealed it with saying that, no God. Like, wait, but isn't there like? Hold on, hold on I got scripture here yeah, that like, says otherwise. Well, according to the, <laughs> according to my calculations in the book of E, but I mean. It was it was a really great scene, and the, that line delivered was spectacular. Man, it's it's it kicks so much ass, dude. And right after that, the vampires like circled her, and like one by one, they were slashing at her, and that was like I could feel the sting behind each right? one. I was like, oh, ah, oh. you're freezing, and then. Yeah. She's getting scratched up and like ah oh. right, dude. Like you, like the blood, like the thick blood running down your skin, yeah. and it's like oh no, don't do this. You know what's a fucked up thought? What's up? Like imagine like you're freezing cold, you're about to die, and you get wounded by one of these vampires, and you feel your blood trickle down your back, and it kind of feels good because how warm oh, it is. God. <laughs> it's like, ooh, do it again. <laughs> it's like, I'm dying. This scratch is really deep, and it's killing me, but that warmth kind of feels good kinda a little feels, bit. kind of feels pretty good. Let's, uh... You mind doing it again? <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. One guys like the the, the bald headed vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a, a blood mustache the entire the, the time. The whole thing it was kind of like, hey, wipe it off, huh? Right, dude. Like, <laughs> why? Why? Because at the same time, like when you have um, Cheeto dusts on your fingers, right. You don't just live with that. You lick it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy, he, he, they're out looking for food. Like, hey, you got some on your face, man. Like, I would stand some. I would understand some being like around your lips and stuff. Like, because like Marlo had it the entire yeah, time, or like too. down your chin a little bit. Yeah, but he had it like all throughout his lip and like on his cheeks even. Like, it, w- it was a legit mustache yeah, or yeah. a beard, a beard. Yeah, yeah, it was like a beard of yeah. blood. Hey, clean it. 
<laughs> just just like lick your uh, tongue around the circumference of your like mouth. Like when Spongebob <laughs> when Spongebob ate the ice cream yeah, and like his a, tongue a whirlwind or something. <laughs> <laughs> like just do that man. You got you got a feast on your face dude. <laughs> Eventually after they, they encounter that, that little girl they go to uh, the the police station and they're coming up with this plan like hey we me, Eben, will do this whole distraction. You guys just get to the police station. Eben comes up with this plan to uh, get the generator going, and he would lure them in and, you know, release the UV light. And it's like, oh, fuck, it burns a girl. The others, you know, get to, to, the, to the jail. Um, when he comes back, they, they see that Carter is infected now. Yeah. I thought this scene was really, really good because for, like, a good long while, it was just nothing but action and gore and just scare. Yeah. And then we had this moment to just kind of calm down for a second. Yeah. And they do this spectacular thing where they show, like, the reactions of everyone looking at uh, Carter. And uh, they, you can see on their uh, on their faces, like, oh, shit, something's up with him. Yeah. But they never show him, not until yeah. late, later on. And he's just talking about how his his family died from a car accident, like a drunk driver. Right. And uh, like he had always wanted to be with them. Like he just wanted to be with them, and uh, I guess he could never come to it. I guess. And he, he tells Evan like, "Hey, take me to them." Right. And it was, dude. It was so heartfelt because in this whole scene, you get this just quick moment of remorse of this humanity from someone right yeah, yeah and i thought that was brilliant because they really weighed it out from all this yeah you know action going on and uh evan kills him he like takes him to the room and just kills him there and i thought dude that was just so so insane he had to do it he had he had to do it to him <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that <laughs> but uh after after that, you know, you have what's that that guy's name that we just talked about with uh, Mark Boone? Don't they like falafel? Yeah, Mark Boone Jr. Right, he has that spectacular killing scene. Yeah, dude, that scene where he sacrifices himself. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was so badass. He, he but also so sad because like it didn't kill him, dude. Oh, fuck, dude. They and they had to do that, man. Yeah, oh, shit. They he he goes on this rampage on this like tractor with a chainsaw at the top, and he's just like left and right killing vampires. them. Oh, it's so bloody. It is, right, dude, he, it's such a badass scene, and it's just like yes, right, yes, dude. You're gonna die, but still, yes, yes. And I like that he shoots one that's on in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it falls and splits in half. Oh, dude, dude, that was so fucking. The blood, cool. the gore. It was unexpected. I'm like, dude, that's so fucking rad. Um, he drives into like a like a pub or something. Yeah, yeah. And he comes out. He has like dynamite with him or flares, I should say. And he's like, "You're not gonna bite me," and he, or "You're not gonna eat me," and he you know, blows up. <laughs> you see, he's you like, see him fly. <laughs> he literally gets launched by this explosion <laughs> and takes a few vampires with him. Only, only to be like, <laughs> holy shit, I lived. <laughs> he didn't die, dude. And, and then, then Marlo <laughs> comes in and like crushes oh, his skull, dude, man. with his boot. If that wasn't, dude, 
God, Ty, like he didn't even go his like the way he wanted to go. Dude, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like that, dude. You had to do it to him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they survive for an entire month. And then at the end, we have Stella, who is protecting this little girl. Um, and they're trapped under a, a car because the vampires are coming out. And uh, we have Eben and the rest of the group, you know, Jake, his brother, and two other poorly underdeveloped female characters uh, with them. And they're at this factory. Uh, they're like, hey, you know, she's trapped. Um, you know, the, the vampires are blowing up the town. We got to do something. But but before that, dude, there's that scene with, with uh, Manute Bennett who plays Billy. Oh, man, this scene was brutal, man. He is he stumbles into the factory, oh, and then scene. you got the Bloodbeard guy who comes by. Dude, this is so spectacular because they, they all fight him off, like the entire group. Even the two women, like, they fight him off. And I thought that was so great because, like, no one holds back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when Bloodbeard has Eben, like, close to that uh, meat it's grinder a, it's thing. A meat grinder, yeah, yeah. He, uh, uh, Billy comes by and, like, just shoves the guy into it. And, like, I guess his hand gets caught. Yep. He brings it over, dude, and it's just a stump with a fucking bone sticking out of it. Oh, it was so nasty. I was so like, nasty. bro, like I could feel like the pain and like the, dude, Manu plays like just amazing performance there because that hurt. It, it was, it's the first time I saw Manu Bennett like be a victim. Yeah. You know, um. And he's spectacular at it. Like, it showed his level of uh, his acting chops. Exactly. I mean, he, he, we got to see that from him, and, and he pulled it off really well. It was a very crazy-ass death scene, actually, like, the way he goes out. Yo, it's so... It's terrifying. Because he's screaming at the top of his lungs, yep. and then his screams turn to screeches, and uh, you can see his teeth start to shake. Yeah. And they all look at him like, oh, shit. Hey, Billy, stop it. <laughs> but he's turned. Yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of writhing in pain. That's when we get our, our boy Evan here who grabs the axe. And, dude, this was so spectacular. He chops into his head. Oh. Bro, that is some straight-up, like, drug cartel level of yeah, shit, dude. Yeah, it was practical effects, too. Yeah, that was like, what? <laughs> what? I've seen I've seen those drug cartel videos yeah. and they're kind of like that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, damn, did, did they really kill my new band. <laughs> <laughs> they they had to, right? Like Sam's like, hey, hey, Manu, uh, <laughs> listen, buddy, uh, we, uh, we gotta we gotta kill you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the order got mixed up. Um, we were supposed to have a prosthetic view. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so. I hope you didn't have plans after this. <laughs> so we're gonna kill you, and he's like, "All right, that sounds fair to me." And then, and then Sam Raimi goes, he said, "Yes, <laughs> pay up." <laughs> Holy shit! And so they they did it. They chopped into his head. They they cut it off. And then when the, you know the eleventh hour comes, and they're like, "Hey, we have to save." Stella and the girl, because at this point, the town is up in flames because the vampires are like, no one will believe you if you tell them. Right. And Eben is like, hey, uh, if we go out there, you know, we'll die. 
if we don't go out there, she'll burn to death. And he literally says this, like he tells the audience this, and it's like, we, we get it. We know, we know what's going on. We know the dangers. And he he's like, you know what? There's only one thing left to do. This looks like a job for... He like runs to Manu Bennett's body, gets a syringe. Yep. Vampire boy. <laughs> Those are the sounds of me running to Manu Bennett's body, uh, getting, getting a syringe of his blood. His blood is infected blood, mm-hmm. and, and then putting it into my own skin, right? Causing me to turn into a vampire. And then you do this whole thing, and then to turn into a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, he, dude, okay, so he puts the syringe into him, but it's like, are you even, where are you going for? Are you going for the vein? Because you're not getting the vein. Yeah. And he just puts it in. You know, he goes through this whole um, chrysalis thing, this whole metamorphosis. If you will. If you will. <laughs> and uh, I, when I first watched this part, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, I hate, I hate this line for whatever reason, but he's like, I can smell your blood. And I was like, Mm. Well, yeah, cause like Billy's bleeding all over the place, so it, it that smell yeah, is that, going that's, everywhere. That's kind of true, though. I never <laughs> thought of that. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, like I can smell it. Like yeah, Evan, I, I can smell that too. But we need to know if you're a vampire now. And then he flashes his teeth, like, okay, that's good. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's blood everywhere. We all smell it. And that's when he he goes out to like save Stella. And when he steps out, dude, he, like, you know, gets his jacket and shit. And then you hear the dun-dun, dun-dun. Like, the drums. And I'm yep. like, yo, yep. that's yep. so tight. Yep. Badass, badass. Like, the here comes the champ. Yeah, yeah. And you have this whole badass scene where Marlo and Eben are fighting and stuff. And uh, Marlo's kicking his ass. Like Obviously. This, yeah, like, it's this whole thing. Like, they're actually like, brawling. Yeah, yeah. And they have, like, an audience... Of vampires. Of vampires, <laughs> yeah. Like, who are all like, hey, leave it to the alpha. And, uh... How badass is that kill shot? Dude, yeah, he's like... Evan's like, uh... Hey, there's one uh, trick I never told you about. Oh. I can stick my hand in fist Or my fist in people's mouths. Wanna see? <laughs> <laughs> but you made one fatal mistake. <laughs> you underestimated me. What are you talking about? My fist to mouth. <laughs> dude, that scene was nuts, dude. He literally punches through his mouth, through yeah. the back of his skull. But you got to imagine, like, his his hand, like, where are the scrapes from the teeth? <laughs> right? Unless it was just that fast that he just shattered everything in its path. Yeah. It just all shattered, like, that kind of speed and power. Right. Josh Hartnett has now yeah that's true for for at least a while until you know sunset came by and it was pretty badass dude yeah so he's watching the sunset with stella and uh he burns and shit and she has him like kind of on her shoulder and her lips are like on his scalp now because he burned right and his skin is like all like in frails like it's like you know and she has her lips to it it's like Oh, I, I dude, I hated that. Like, yeah. there's no way you're just comfortably doing but, that. Yeah, it's like it's chapped. Like, it feels like that his skin is all chapped and like yeah, yeah, oh, it's just dry man. and flaky. Yeah, flaky. There we go. 
It's like, oh, ooh, 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 no. ooh, no, girl. No. Don't do that. But she does it, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. And I thought, really? Evan didn't get to see, like, after? Bro, okay, so everyone, like, uh, like half the town, or at least a lot of them, left, you know? Because yeah. they're like, hey, we got to go to Seattle and shit. Dude, can you imagine, like, all right, coming back home. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Like, dude, you come back after a month and it's like... Everyone's dead. Um, the, everything's burnt down. There's corpses everywhere and blood splattered all over the place. Right, dude. Oh, my gosh. Like, you you know, like, you're having fun and shit and you come back like... <laughs> Ooh, what the fuck? Why is... It's burned. Blood. I would just turn back around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my home. <laughs> just get out of there. I would just, you know what? It wasn't worth much anyway. Just grab, <laughs> grab a job down in Seattle. It was, it was cold anyway. So forget this yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is the masterpiece. That is thirty days of night. Yes. Thirty days of yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 30 night of days 30 night of days 30 days and 30 nights come by to our hotel that's what they usually say yeah yeah, yeah. stupid shit like that <laughs> but uh we are now going to switch gears yeah switching gears to the main, main event of the evening Introducing last the evil dead the evil dead and we did do a a remake episode, and we spoke about that remake, but we are talking about the original, OG. the OG, OG motherfucking dead. <laughs> um, but this, of course, was one of Sam Raimi's um, original, uh, uh, some one of his first works, really, that he did. And this actually came out in 1981. It had a budget of $400,000, which I, I imagine back then was... The equivalent now to 1.5 million, like right. not in that level, but I mean, right. like in the spoke of in in the uh, was, scope of budget, definitely worth like four hundred thousand dollars back then. Is a crazy, crazy yeah. amount of money. Right, exactly. So, like they were well off at that time with that much money, which is weird though, because I I feel like that movie could have been done with ten thousand dollars. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Like, where did all the rest of that money go? <laughs> Pockets. That's where. <laughs> uh, and it grossed $2.1 million. Talk about a win, man. Dude, that is extravagant. That is genioso. Like, that is fucking amazing. Yep. This is this is literally what made Sam Raimi's career. Practically. Yeah, exactly. This is the cream of the crop. This is what got his name out there <laughs> and was become such a cult classic and fan favorite and a pretty untouchable horror film. Yeah. Um, my personal thoughts on it is, for its time, it was spectacular. Right. Did it age well? Absolutely not. <laughs> this, this movie does not age well whatsoever, but it doesn't change the fact that that it did so much for the horror community, yeah. and it will forever be a classic. Right, exactly. I, I watched this uh, recently, and even though it's 
been years since it came out. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I dude. probably would watch it again because yeah, it's really, really fun. And uh, it was a good watch, I think. It was, it was really well done. Um, we have Bruce Campbell, the, the legend. legend, the legendary man, yeah. Bruce Campbell, yep. as uh, Ash Williams. We also have Ellen, and I pr- believe it's pronounced Sanwis, like uh, like sandwich in Spanish. Right, right. As as uh, Cheryl Williams, her his sister. We got Hal Hal Delrich as Scott, Betsy Baker as Linda, and of course Sarah Yoke York. Holy shit, <laughs> Yoke like the yolk of an egg. Sarah York as a Shelley. And that is pretty much the main cast. It was very, it seemed like it was very low budget. And it's pretty much, of course, you have the typical uh, college kids. Yeah. Don't go go to college. Don't go to college, guys. And there's this whole episode we did as to why that's a bad idea. Yeah, don't don't go to college. Yeah. I mean, if you want to fit in, you go go to to college. college. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I didn't get into college. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, this movie takes place with, uh, you know, five college students who go yep. to a cabin, a in, cabin the woods. in the woods. And this is before that cliche. Right. Like, this is... Like, this is the start of it. Yeah. This is the start of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. Oh. I, I don't know the song you're singing. I, I think it's from High School Musical. <laughs> Which one? Because I've only seen the first one. I think it's the first one. I don't know. It's been I, years. I, I the whole and now we're talking about the evil dead. Um, sorry about that. And uh, no, I'm not ashamed to know that song. <laughs> I will sing it proudly. Um, but yeah, man, it's basically the start of a subgenre in horror yeah like no one back then could be like oh typical cabin in the woods like college kids kids, and they all die like that's not that you know no one really knew that that was going to happen because it was the beginning of that kind of idea uh but uh yeah i mean we have these kids that they're, they're going down the road and what i liked about this movie was how they had like the first person perspective of Whatever demon is haunting right, the forest. That entity that... Yeah. Like, and I love the way like moves through the forest. Yes. And stuff, like know? the way it just snakes around yeah. and shit. I thought that was so good. Like it gives you like a kind of a up close and personal uh, touch to the monster. Like you're, you're right there in its, per, uh, in its uh, perspective. Right. I thought that was so good. Um, and uh, we have... Let's take a look here. Uh, I'm reading through my notes to see what the fuck I want to talk about. <laughs> um, but, uh, dude, so here's here's the thing that I thought was funny right off the bat was they drive, like, they make a turn in onto a bridge. Of course, there's a bridge. And it's called, uh, like, the, there's a warning sign on it that says Dangerous Bridge. And they're like, yeah, that, this seems to be right. Let's Let's go through it. Yeah. Like, you idiot! Don't. <laughs> it says not to practically. Right. It, it. Who goes through a thing that says "dangerous bridge"? I know who. College kids. College kids. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go to college, kids. Yeah. <laughs> college kids don't go to college, kids. kids. <laughs> 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 I can't wait till we do like. 
uh, like a video podcast. Oh, so people can see <laughs> so us and they shit. They can see what we're doing. Yeah, shit, dude. Dude, guys, we're gonna we're working on getting like a video thing going on, so you guys can be in this magical place that we're in. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but um, oh, dude. So so this is this is actually just something that that Adrian and I would know, but. That scene where uh, they go into the cabin and they find that attic. Uh, Scott goes in there. Yeah. And uh, after a while, the rest of them are like, Scott, Scott, a! And like nothing comes about. Like he, he doesn't come in. Robin! Robin! <laughs> so Ash goes down there like, I'll, I'll go get him. And he travels for a while until Scott comes by. And like he spooks him. And I think he has like a weapon or something. I don't know. I think he has a shotgun. But it's such a like a dangerous moment because it's like Scott comes out and he like scares him, but like he, he, someone could have potentially gotten hurt. Right. And that reminded me so much of our buddy Ben. Oh, he would do some stupid man. shit like that, he dude. Totally would, man. <laughs> I always tell him that one day he's gonna get me in a fight with someone, dude. He, yeah, dude. Real quick side story on why we say this. For example. One time, we were at a sketchy McDonald's in South Phoenix. Oh, fuck. Okay. And it was like 2 a.m. And we're outside chilling because we're trying to figure out what we're going to do yeah. for the night. And me and Ben are talking. And then these two like thug-looking guys walk by. And they have like their hoodies on. And they're like, oh, they look menacing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And they're talking amongst themselves. And one of them like laughs at what the other one says. Ben... Imitate him out loud. Oh, oh my gosh. And they turn around and mad dog us. And I said, Ben, do you understand where we are? And we could have been shot because of you. Wow. I was mad at him so dude. hard, dude. Ben, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much who this guy is in The, uh, the Evil Dead. Yeah, that, he, yes, he's the Ben of in the that, situation, <laughs> that yeah. situation, yeah. Um, so one thing that I liked about the original that uh, I didn't about the remake was how... You still thinking about the story? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As I was saying, I, I liked how they inadvertently created this whole mess of shit. So, in the remake, they had that one guy yeah. recite the shit. Yeah. Kunda. In the Something. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. <laughs> and it's like, bro, do you not? Okay, is that right? <laughs> We're reciting our own episode. <laughs> Memorized. like pain in my back now <laughs> shit <laughs> i'm getting old kids oh fuck 
<laughs> Dude, I because I uh, I edit I edit it. So, so, you, so you listen to them often. Yeah, yeah, I have to do that. So I'm like, oh shit. But in the remake, he you know he recites it. But in the original, they play out this this tape player, and the tape player like they're just kind of listening in. And uh, the guy in the tape is, like, talking, and he's reciting this thing. So it's, like, it's not their fault. It's because they didn't know what they were playing. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, after, I think it was Cheryl that started freaking out. They were, like, okay, well, let's stop it now. But it was way too late. Like, the forest has awakened. And that was, I thought that was really, really good writing. Like, just spectacular. I thought that was a good way to forward the plot. Um but they also had that forest rape scene in this film too. Oh, brutal too. For for its time, obviously. Yeah. I wonder how many people were outraged. None. Right. It was thicker skin back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It was just uh, it's a movie. Yeah, and, and it was, li- was just a movie. Yeah, and where the remake was brutal, this one was very like unusual. Right. Yeah. It was just mad strange, like. Because it's the same thing that happens in the remake, but it's just it's just unusual. I don't know how to explain it. It's just so weird. Um, w- one thing that I did really enjoy with this film was the use of fog, dude. Yes. Like, whether it's Cheryl walking around, uh, for whatever reason, she's she's going out there, Hello? I know you're out there. You know, you know someone's out there and you're, like, calling out to them? Right. She, the fog is out there. It makes it creepy, but it's like, Cheryl, get the fuck back inside, dude. <laughs> hey, go, go inside. Yeah. Like, can, inside. can you imagine, like, you know that there's someone out in the darkness. Hello? Yeah, I, I know you're out there. Come out. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> That's not what people do. Show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh. Dude, okay, when when Cheryl turns into a deadite, when any of them turn, yeah. it is terrifying, dude. And kind of funny, in a sense. It is. Yeah. But, like, like I know there's this layer of comedy, um, yeah. but it's it, it terrifies me, dude. Yeah, yeah. It re- uh, she laughs, and it's so dark, I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, fuck, I feel uncomfortable. Stop laughing. Stop it. Because <laughs> I was listening to it on, yeah. on my earphones, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is scary. So I had to turn it down and shit. But, uh, yeah, this also had a lot of jump scares in it, too. Surprisingly, for for such an old movie. Right. And let's, let's talk about the extreme level of gore that Sam Raimi tried to produce here. Yeah, dude. He tried to go as hard as he could. To the point of the use of claymation. When they were chopping the dude's limbs. Which which part? I forget which part. So when they're axing the dude. It's literally... You didn't notice it was claymation? No, I, I don't know why I'm blanking out. Yeah, it was claymation. They're, they're chopping him up? Yeah, when they're chopping the dude up. Which guy? Scott? I think so. I think it's Scott. I don't know why I'm blanking out right now. Hold on, let me... We're going to do a quick search here, guys. <laughs> if you're listening this far in, then you won't mind me doing a quick search. Yeah, so we're sorry for the length of time. But, yeah, I like towards the, the end when he burns the book, you know, everyone starts to disintegrate. And that is high levels of the, the claymation. Right. Where it was weird, 
but it was still dude it looked nasty it looked really nasty like the 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 bodily fluids oh yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah it was claymation yeah literally claymation right i yeah. was like oh but it looked nasty dude it looks so gross it, it was done so well with such a limited budget they had on special effects which by the way even if they had the money for the special effects back in the day it wouldn't have been great We're right talking about the 70s here yeah exactly you know what i yeah. mean like they did what they did with what they had, and mm -hmm. it worked out, and it was spectacular. Right, and I think back then, since we don't have the technology, or they didn't have the technology we have now, they didn't have anything to compare it to, so that was still good to them anyway. It was like, yeah. whoa, this is mind-blowing. But yeah, dude, that was so nasty, and when I watched Drag Me to Hell, that's what I could think about. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, this is fucking Evil Dead, uh, has Evil Dead elements to it. It was so freaking nasty. But uh, one, one of the other things was uh, Shelly, the thing that I noticed was that Shelly had like one of the longest death scenes I've ever seen in <laughs> horror. <laughs> and, and Scott is like in the same room. Dude, and he's like, he looks really nonchalant. Uh, like after like they chop her up to pieces. Right. Like they're like killing her and he just kind of like. All right, well, let's uh, dinner, you guys. <laughs> like, it's so weird, dude. I, I didn't that's, get that. That's such a, a, a fault in so many horror films, even today. Yeah. Is the lack of display on shock value. Right, dude. So they focus, they focus on shocking the audience, but they forget, yo, there's cast members here. <laughs> who need to. Who need to show <laughs> the same level of shock. Yeah, like they're seeing this too. Only they know this person, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so they should be losing their mind. Yeah, once you show that the characters aren't as freaked out, it kind of diminishes our reaction. Right. Like, right. Oh, they're not freaking out. Maybe I shouldn't be freaking out too. Right. I don't do logic, but okay, right. I trust you. Exactly. <laughs> um, the as these deadites start to come about, like as they're starting to turn, they're all evil they're all dangerous and they start oh, to realize it. and dead and dead that's right yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> makes you wonder <laughs> but one thing that i thought was bizarre was uh linda when she turns from like a like a pencil stabbing into her ankle right. which was cringy as fuck i had i had to like hold on to my own ankle after i saw that she turns and uh she's sitting on the floor Scott is kind of like trying to stay alive after getting his ass beat. And uh, Ash is just kind of like doing shit. And Linda's there. Like, the, she's evil now. She's an evil dead. And it's like, you got, you know, she's there, right? Like, you, she's a dangerous she's person. She's chilling there. She's, yeah, she's kind of laughing. And they're like, all right, Linda, calm down. Like, you guys know that she could kill you, right? right maybe, yeah. maybe get that taken care of. It was it was mad weird, dude. But yeah, like the the film kind of ba uh, doesn't really balance well between like that shock factor right. and how the characters react. Right. But dude, it does very well with the gore and like the uh, practical effects. Like when yeah. Ash is out there digging like the graves, and then Linda is like scratching at his calf, dude. Right. Yeah. Dude, oh, it, she cuts through the bone, and I'm like. <laughs> 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 but <What>? uh, <laughs> <laughs> and 
Yeah, he, he pretty much uh, Ash is the last man standing. Um, everyone turns really like it, it's just so it, they all struggle to survive, but they all end up turning. And then Ash, uh, like in his last moments, he dude, he's, he's trying to grab the book. Yeah. And it's out of his reach because I think it's Shelly that's like grabbing or Cheryl, I think that that's grabbing him. And uh, he, it's out of his reach, so he grabs the necklace and like toss, tries to oh, toss yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tries to grab it like that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not practical, dude. <laughs> no. But uh, he he actually does get it, and it's it's fucking hysterical. And then once he grabs it, he tosses it into the fire. And then that's when we see the amazing claymation yeah. of them dying and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. But what are your lasting impressions on that movie? Um, me personally, it's a spectacular point of reference on where or on why horror is where it is now. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that like revolutionized as cliche and cheesy as that sounds it really is like it changed horror as we know it mm-hmm. um i thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed it and i thank sam raimi for providing us with that gift of a movie <laughs> yeah and man it's just it just and then it's crazy to see how far horrors come along since then yeah dude you know what i mean right like this was kind of like a stepping stone in the right direction yeah man it was so, really well done so i hope we uh we did uh sam raimi Justice with its episode, yeah, spectacular. If you're if you're not familiar with his work, I'm shocked if you're not. But uh, definitely check out some of his movies and Spider Man, um, Spider Man for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, who who like they Sony was like, hey, we need a director for this movie, and like, hey, what about what about Sam Raimi? And they see like Evil Dead and shit, and they're like, yep. That's the one. <laughs> right? What? Out of anyone? But right? he, he was perfect, man. And yeah. And made the... I don't care what anyone says. Was, that trilogy is the best. Dude, spending. I love that one so much. Like, the newest one is all right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have the same feel. Right, right. Tobey Maguire, man, all the way. All the way. <laughs> but, uh... And Sam Raimi all the way, man. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh... I think that uh, about wraps it up here, folks. Yeah, that just... That it does you, just about does it. What yeah. the fuck? I never get that right. <laughs> if you've stuck around with us in this episode uh, to this point, you're you're a real one. Uh, you're a real homie. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. So uh, we have a lot of stuff planned for for this Halloween season, guys. So uh, stay tuned for some awesome stuff coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening. As always, you guys are awesome. If you don't have us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at the Horror Academy. Uh, we will be active on Facebook soon. I know some of you have liked our page there, and we're not really active. Right. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna start leaning towards that here pretty soon. We're trying to just work out some gears. Yep. And all that. Absolutely. So uh, we we got some stuff in the works, guys. So. Yeah, and also uh, thank you guys for DMing us. Uh, we really love talking to you guys. You're actually really funny, um, and all that good stuff. Yep. And, uh, okay, cool. No, it's working. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're looking at that. But, uh, yeah, we, we really like talking to you guys. You guys are really awesome, and we, we want to keep talking to you guys. You're, you're all the best. DM us. DM us. Sli- be like Draco Malfoy and just <laughs> slither in the DMs, you know? Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, closing credits here. 
Um, I do have a book that is out. It's uh, it's no longer free, you guys. It is. You guys have to pay for it now because I have to make a living. Uh, it's called Sapiens. Uh, again, it's a post-apocalyptic novel. You know, kids are just trying to survive uh, through this wretched apocalyptic state that the world is in just trying to find a new home and all that good stuff uh the description is all in the amazon page and i'll link that in the show notes so definitely check that out uh but i really do appreciate you guys for for doing so and uh yeah i mean we got pl- uh, great things coming if it all works out next month right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted but thank you so much for listening in and for sticking around, even though we, we weren't able to get this episode out on time, we do appreciate you all. And uh, that yeah. about does it. Well, as always, guys, my name is Chris. And my name is Adrian, and you just listened to the Horror Academy podcast. <laughs>